I have a you telescope. Yeah, a telescope. Is that going to be useful for today's show? Definitely. Cool. Good. Good to yes. know. All right. Um, All right. Yeah. All right. I'm sure people will pop in as they get the notifications. And uh, I've got my photos ready. I've got our little clip that we can start out with. So that's going to be good. And uh, I think the rest of this is all set. I was watching the Witcher, uh, Witcher Con. You play the That's Witcher? That's so funny. Have you played the Witcher thing? No, but I've, uh, I saw this show. <laughs> um, shows, yeah, but I literally really on your channel just got an ad for the Witcher Con. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they've, like, been, whatever, they've been, they've been advertising it on Twitch. Yeah. That's um, so funny. And Games Done Quick is on right now too. It's been running all week. Summer Games Done Quick. It's cool. wrapping up tonight. You might want to watch tonight because there's some good stuff. There's some Zelda. There's some um what else is on i don't remember what else was on for tonight but some other good stuff so yeah go check it out all right well you want to talk some fallout should we start this uh sure it's just me oh no oh oh it's me and so Thiana toasted we are your viewers Toasty. yeah people will more people will join in it's <laughs> we keep doing these at weird times and so people don't know to yeah i know it makes it sense so We'll see how it goes. All right. Well, here, let's let's kick it off. The show is brought to you by our generous patrons at patreon.com slash falloutlorecast. Robots Radio presents the Fallout Lorecast. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast, a place for the Fallout community to come together to explore the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. Bringing truth to you Tobithians 24 hours a day. Welcome. I still miss you, Rhonda. After all these years. Also joining us from his lock cell is Raul Tejada, master mechanic who can be executed at any time. Hello, Raul. Or should that be Hola? Oh, uh, either one worse. Today you die, Raul. I command it. Ooh, Raoul! Supreme Commander Tabitha says you die today. Any reaction? I'm going to obey Supreme Tabitha. Claro. Whatever she say. Just I feel so bad, I die before I fix her special robot. You're listening to UNC, the Utobithian News Channel. <laughs> so thank you for the sub. The sub kind of interrupted it a little bit, but I appreciate the sub. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast. That's uh, that's good old Tabitha. And um, we're going to be talking about Tabitha today and the state of Utobitha. <laughs> but welcome back to the show. This is your host, Tom or Robots. And I am here, as always, with my co-host and wonderful uh, daughter whose birthday is coming up very soon, Lainey in Neos Pandora. How how is it going? How you doing? It's it's good. It's going good. I got what five days to my birthday. Five days to your birthday. Woo! Woo! You're catching up to me. 
Uh, sure. Percentage wise, that's how birthdays work. Yeah, I guess exponentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you will. You will. <laughs> we will percentage wise catch up to me, but never quite actually be a hundred percent. If we if we were to live forever, right? This is one of those things people don't think about. But like, I remember when I when I realized that I was like half the age of my dad, and I was like, oh, that's weird. And now I'm like, I don't know what seventy five percent the age of my dad, almost almost seventy five percent the age of my dad, which is weird. It's weird. But yeah, you're getting old now, so congratulations on being old. Um, but, Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Jedi uh, on um, YouTube, where I'm streaming on, we're streaming on Twitch and on YouTube. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Robots Radio is the main place, but there's also a YouTube channel for Robots Radio. You can just search it. Um, but Jedi was asking if if you're single. No, she's uh, she's no, also I'm, engaged as well. So I'm very much engaged. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry to have to ruin your hopes. Um, but welcome back to the to the Fall Orcast. We will be continuing our conversations about New Vegas. We've been talking about New Vegas for the last few months, and specifically the Nightkin. And there's some really cool Nightkin characters in New Vegas. We talked last week about our first Nightkin character, and we're moving on to our second one, Tabitha, who I mentioned just a minute ago, and Rhonda, and the state of Utobitha. And we're going to go into some details about what's going on with Tabitha and some of the questline bits that you go through in, you know, handling these. The situation, we'll just call it a situation. The situation with Tabitha and uh, the different ways that you can kind of play through that. So, Lainey, let's go ahead and kick this off. How does this how do we start out? Well, first, I want to introduce Tabitha. Tabitha is, well, the whole point of this episode, but also we can call her best friend Tabitha. And when I when I realized that, well, well, <laughs> that sometimes she refers to herself as best friend Tabitha. Uh-huh. It made me think of this inside joke that me and CJ have, where there's an ex of mine that um, I only dated for like a few months in like my sophomore year of high school, right? Okay. But I have a million photos with them from after we dated. We weren't even friends anymore. They're just like school events, but we're in all these photos together. And so we just keep calling them best friend blank you know sarcastically Uh uh because we have all these photos together and that's all i can think of when i read best friend tabitha i'm like oh best friend tabitha oh boy (laughs) all right (laughs) anyway (laughs) so tabitha is as you meet her in uh, new vegas the leader of the state of utobitha which she formed and a show host on the black mountain radio station yes Um, which you heard a clip from at the beginning of the show so if you haven't if you haven't heard that yet or played through new vegas well first of all spoilers this is a lore cast so it's going to be spoilery um but secondly man i love i love these audio clips we're going to be this is something we used to do a lot i used to incorporate these clips in in the show but we're going to be doing that more often again it's something that laney and i discussed recently we're like you know what should we should start putting those back in and it's it's just one of those like we transitioned to doing a live show so there's some of the components of this that kind of got put to the side once we and now that we're kind of more comfortable i've got the setup working that's something we're going to do more often so stay tuned for more of that but um go on lady yeah okay so tabitha is a nightkin obviously as we discussed um and she came from unity the same as lily bowen who we talked about last episode and tabitha was actually and I mentioned this before, Tabitha was a commander and led the group that Lily was in after Lily was created. Um, And so from the beginning of Tabitha's uh, period of life as a Nightkin, she has been put into these leadership roles, which is really interesting. And in a way, or a couple of ways, 
uh, Utopatha wouldn't exist had Unity not created Tabitha, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which is which is really interesting. You know, it would, at least not in the way that um, you know maybe there's another society that could be anti-human and do that that whole thing. But it would not be the way it is without good old Tabitha without being good created. Good old Tabitha, she's she's important. <laughs> 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 so. Um, Unfortunately, Itotha didn't form in a day, and so after the fall of Unity, Lil, uh, not Lily, Tabitha actually wandered the wasteland for like over a century, <laughs> did not settle anywhere for a long time, and this wasn't terrible. She wasn't alone. She had a group of Nightkin with her who had also escaped and, you know, were trying to live their own lives, and it was during this time that she met her right-hand man, or right-handy man uh a mr <laughs> handy named Rhonda. <laughs> <laughs> i see what you did there <laughs> mr handy her right handy man her right handy um, bot <laughs> so yeah so she met Rhonda, and Rhonda is a mr handy and together they started saving super mutants that they may encounter on the road nice. and so um yeah i mean it's kind of cool so a lot of these super mutants were suffering at the hands of humans um and not just in like your usual oh some super mutants ran to some people and like they have to defend themselves scenario i'm talking things Mm -hmm. like um well there was a there's another member of the master's army that you know went on his way and he was captured by some humans and Mm -hmm. they cut out his tongue Mm -hmm. and they started torturing him and this is um this is mean son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I love that. I love this character. I love this character. I love that. that that's his name. Um, yeah. I, also, freaking humans always hunting down super mutants. What are you doing? Somebody needs what to make. Wait, wait. Okay. So mod idea. Side note. Somebody needs to make a mod of Fallout New Vegas or wherever. And uh, from the perspective of being a super mutant, that allows you to be a super mutant and you start as like a member of utobitha or one of these locations where there's a lot of super mutants right and then you play through the game as if you are a super mutant but your only goal is to just kill all the humans <laughs> <laughs> that'd be funny <laughs> like reverse fallout all right so, yeah, sorry fallout. sorry go on go on so uh mean, well, okay. mean son of a bitch which so, I, I love Mr. Okay. Son other, of a bitch. other side another side <laughs> note that's one of my favorite uh cursing things to say like you guys listen to our content a lot i don't i don't curse very much um and that's because i feel like it it takes away from uh the impact that that makes when you actually need to use it um i'm not against bad words i just think that they should be used when they really make sense but son of a bitch i think is really funny (laughs) so you'll hear me use that specifically so and specifically uh even more specifically either Sing, the, the completely singular son of bitch or completely plural sons of bitches. Those are my go-tos. So anyway, I'm sorry. So Mr. Mr. Son of a bitch. Um, Mr. Son of a bitch was <laughs> captured, right? And Tabitha went in and saved him. And so this is a pretty big deal. This is just one of many of Tabitha's ventures into helping and aiding super mutants. And I'm sure after seeing a lot of super mutants being, um, mistreated in this kind of way it would probably really infuriate you (laughs) you know and so definitely it created this really negative connotation around humans you know spending all this time wandering the wasteland and just seeing terrible things happening to people who are like you it sounds awful (laughs) yeah yeah Um, it sounds like she's like a a hero like a super mutant hero (laughs) yeah yeah definitely a super mutant hero not so much like a 
human hero right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um so yeah so now while exploring the wasteland with with her little gang with all her little nightkin friends um they had continued to abuse stealth boys which is unsurprising you know especially when you consider that you have a whole group of these nightkin together and that is what they are all addicted to of course they are just gonna keep using them absolutely right? yeah um and this is not good for their brains in the slightest um, as we've heard in previous episodes, terrible things happen when you abuse stealth boys, especially for centuries at a time. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, but uh, but Tabitha was fine, right? Well, for a little while, so <laughs> <laughs> Tabitha was able to remain relatively stable despite devolving, devolving, developing. I can't talk. Uh, dissociative personality disorder, and this was all thanks to her aide and handy companion. Rhonda and Rhonda was able to essentially provide um, companionship and some medical help to Tabitha on this this journey, and so that was all you know fine and dandy. She was keeping it together for a bit until they until. come across Black Mountain. So uh -huh. in twenty two seventy five, three years before the events of New Vegas, mm -hmm. they come across Black Mountain, and Rhonda at this point, despite Tabitha you know pulling through, Rhonda is very beat up, you know. She's just a robot. <laughs> She's Poor been through Rhonda. a lot, you know, Help for years and years. Yeah. <laughs> so they arrive in Black Mountain and Rhonda goes into what what they refer to as hibernation mode. Um, essentially, she doesn't work anymore. <laughs> and so Rhonda is gone and essentially puts herself out of commission. And of course, being Tabitha's best friend, Tabitha is devastated. And... You see the decline that this had on her in many, many ways. Um, but somewhere in the midst of all this, she gets a radio show, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it seems crazy. How does how do we go from wandering the wasteland and like your best friend dies basically in Black Mountain to suddenly you have a radio show? Like it's, well, it's a strange connection. I think I think that and, that was just part of the equipment that they came across was well, right. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um, there is another survivor from Unity that, uh, this is Marcus, he's a normal super mutant, not a Nikon, and he decides that he wants to help Tabitha at Black Mountain. And what he does is not give her a radio show, but he provides her a terminal that she can use to journal in, right? Mm -hmm. And this can be a very therapeutic thing, you know? Lots of therapists will recommend journaling. If you're in rehab, they recommend journaling sometimes, you know? It, it can be very helpful to you. And this may have been very helpful to Tabitha, but we will never know because Tabitha discovered that this terminal was still linked up to the radio station, the local radio station. Right. right. And so while this could have been uh, very nice, she just, <laughs> you know, continues to spiral and decides that she's going to start making radio broadcasts and Within a week, within a week of discovering that it's connected, they fix up the 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 whole thing, the whole radio, and she can start broadcasting again. And so she effectively becomes the three dog of New Vegas for super mutants. Ooh, yeah, for super mutants, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, <clears throat> it's not quite her. One second. <laughs> All better. <laughs> I'm gonna clear my throat. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so unfortunately it's not specifically her so tabitha is doing this radio show but uh the death of her friend really, really messed her up. And now that she has nothing to really help her with her dissociative personality disorder, she develops an altar inspired by Rhonda. Uh-huh. And it is this altar, it is Rhonda that hosts the show with occasionally Tabitha showing up, uh, interjecting while she's talking or as a special guest occasionally. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> um, so this is pretty funny and after she realized that she could do this radio show and they got it all fixed up and everything was good and dandy and lovely she decides that she doesn't want to leave the building ever (laughs) she she will not leave it no matter what people do what marcus tries to do he tries to like very politely you know tell her to do other things (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. and she won't hear any of it she just wants to do this show right um and At this point, you know, the people who are listening to the show are really just super mutants. It's the people that are in her immediate vicinity that know that it exists even. And so it develops a following with these second generation super mutants. I love Um, this. I I love this about this. I I, I love because like one of the things New Vegas uh, to interject real quick, because I. As you guys know, I like to I like to draw you into this concept and, and, and get you thinking about things from other people's perspectives and being in the world. Right. That's part of what's so beautiful about these games is that you can really be in the world and experience things the way that other people would experience them. And one of the things that we don't do very often in the game, because the games are so human centric, is see the world through the eyes of the other, quote unquote, intelligent races out there. So even though super mutants are wrought with mental issues let's say you know like they're they're losing their memories they are not the brightest candles in the candle store i don't know the good analogy for that um they still can do things the way people do things right so this idea of like one of them broadcasting even though she's got messed up dissociated personality disorder um but broadcasting out to the wasteland and you being a super mutant and coming across a radio channel because you can use a radio super mutants use you know complex energy weapons like they they, they can do things and turning that on and going oh she's super mutants like me I listen to this, you know, like, and, and just deciding like, I, this is now my favorite radio station as a super mutant, like these kinds of just human things make them more, I don't know, approachable, or you can understand the world through their perspective. And the idea that to a super mutant, humans are very dangerous. They, you know, like we, we think of it from the human perspective, right? Like as humans, super mutants are very dangerous. Nightkin especially are very dangerous because they're often stealthed, you know, like uh, who wants to run into a gigantic 11 foot tall monster that's invisible, right? That sounds terrifying. But as a super mutant, the humans are just as dangerous to the super mutants because they outsmart them and they're, they're wily and, you know, and they often kill them in large numbers when there's big conflicts and those kinds of things. So I love seeing this through that perspective. And I think that the concept of the radio channel really helps us humanize them in a way. I'm done with my little rant. You can go on. (laughs) Yeah, it's, (laughs) it's really nice. Um, Unfortunately, these specifically the second generation super mutants start regarding Tabitha as a prophet 
and she just she really feeds into it she lets them <laughs> right and, um, and, and how much creates- and how, how how much is this a commentary on modern society and our um I- idealization of people who are in the media um like does that make sense like like in old religion terms the prophet a prophet was somebody who stood on a street corner and prophesied in front of a large crowd of people it was like a religious thing but in modern day terms a prophet is somebody who gets on media and says this is what you need to know and this is why things are going to happen the way they are and this is where they're going so in modern media terms there are i mean think about who are the personalities and this of course goes into politics in some direction but either on the right or the left in whatever media channel you're listening to those people are shaping our thoughts and so this is happening in New Vegas with Tabitha. She's shaping the thoughts of her other super mutants. So in a way, she is a prophet in a modern context. Well, and I think something else that's interesting here is that when you look at and Sam Kildroy in the chat kind of alludes to this with the hashtag cult of the super mutant, which is funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. But genuinely, if you think about lots of cults, especially uh, what in the 70s and 80s, a lot of them revolved around uh, religion. And one of the big things that leaders would do is say that they are they are speaking for God, right? They are the only person you can trust because the words coming out of their mouth are from God. And this is a big deal. And so Tabitha, essentially, when you combine this letting people believe that she's a prophet with even though even though people in her generation and other supermans know that she isn't it's crazy anyway when you combine this with her dream of creating some sort of supermutant utopia she's a cult leader <laughs> yes right. absolutely <laughs> right and and many cult leaders have signs of other uh, psychological issues um, so there's that connection as well. This idea of her you know, struggling with psychological issue, which ironically makes her even a more effective cult leader, which is awesome and terrifying <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. So <laughs> with the second generation super mutants warming up the Tabitha so much and the other Nightkin, you know, for that matter, it created a rift between the second generation super mutants and the Nightkin and the first generation mm-hmm. super, super mutants. And all these people were living together in on this mountain, you know, um, and Utobitha was not yet a thing. But because this was such a, a problem, they just kept fighting and fighting and fighting. And Marcus, who had been so friendly to Tabitha from, from the beginning, tries to help and realizes that there's nothing he can do that won't just make people more angry, right? And these are super mutants. You have to imagine it's probably easy to make them angry. Yes, right. <laughs> it's like having a bunch of like hulks, you know, just <laughs> yeah. all together. Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of giant idea. babies stomping around that are just going to have yeah. a, a tantrum <laughs> at any moment. Yeah. <laughs> so Marcus decides that instead of engaging more and possibly just making things worse, especially for himself, he would rather just leave and start somewhere new, which he does successfully. And on his way out, he smashes a radio transmitter, <laughs> which... <laughs> says a lot i think <laughs> um despite this this hiccup uh when it comes to you know having to fix the radio all over again tabitha is very content with her radio show and she loves love this and she knows that it is leading up to this ability to create her utopian world her state of utopia she has this in her mind from the beginning like she is ready to create a better world for super mutants no matter what it takes. <laughs> and 
in order to make this dream come true, she does what anyone would do and enslaves a Mexican ghoul mechanic. Who you heard in the intro, which I, and his <laughs> voice, the voice actor is so good. It's so he's just like, yeah, OK, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a pretty awful situation. <laughs> what oh, yeah, are you going to do? Fight back? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, she does have him guest on the show quite a bit, like multiple, you know, multiple broadcasts. <laughs> and so Raul is interesting. They enslave him and he is expected to maintain the whole operation. Basically, he is their maintenance guy. And if he stops doing maintenance, they let him know that he will be executed. And so he just has to put up with it or die, basically, mm-hmm. um, which is tragic. This is this is really awful. And it's weird to think that like. Well, okay, there's a couple of things here that I think are interesting. Okay. Uh, one being that ghouls are humans. I mean, so are super mutants in a way, but super mutants, we can say that they're far enough removed. But ghouls at their core, especially ones that are not feral, are still humans. They just look a little different. Yeah, mentally they are and humans, right. Mentally they are humans, right, right? yeah. And so it, it is interesting that they would choose to enslave one uh, for that reason, right? It's like, oh, okay, they're like humans. Maybe they align them with humans. But you could also take that and spin it around and think lots of humans are terrible to ghouls because they don't understand that right. ghouls are just humans. Absolutely. And yeah. from that perspective, it's like, well, why would they want to enslave a ghoul if they could just enslave a human, perhaps? Maybe because the ghoul would live forever? It feels like a, like, I don't know. I feel like if I was... I don't, maybe maybe it was just convenience. Yeah, yeah. It may, he strange. may have just been the person that was there, or uh, yeah. super mutants may not be as picky. Or the fact that they uh, inherently are against humans, maybe they look at the ghoul as being something other than a human. And so, and they're... Well, that's what I wonder is minds, if you know? they do look at the ghoul as something other than a human, and this is another non-human being that is probably you know negatively impacted by humans Mm -hmm. it feels weird that they would also like i don't know i feel like like why not like team up with the ghouls right but i guess super mutants really don't care about anything other than super mutants yeah yeah i can see i can see enslaving they also don't think that even if they're okay with ghouls because they're not humans quote unquote um i don't know that they would view them as equals because they think they're better than everyone else you know that's yeah. it's just like inherent to their personalities. Also, uh, I didn't realize this. Thank you for sharing it. Envy Courier in chat says Danny Trejo was the voice of Raul. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So very cool. Uh, famous actor um, and badass looking dude. He's been in like lots of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So. All righty. So let's get back to this this radio show situation. So mm-hmm. obviously they have a maintenance man and it is running smoothly. <clears throat> all over again one second again Lainey's Lainey's man did you swallow a ghoul what happened I I must have something is wrong I've got like a frog in my throat is that a saying I yes like a saying. that is a saying I I have if anybody's listened to the show you'll know that I just kind of make up my own sayings but that that one actually is a saying I accidentally mess up sayings I'll, I'll like combine them I'll like do yeah. half and half and just like it's it's fun anyway um <laughs> With everything running smoothly again, the radio started broadcasting a somewhat disorganized 24-hour feed of anti-human propaganda. And this feed was so deeply unliked by the nearby Wastelanders uh-huh. that many would say, 
that they would rather listen to static than anything the area had to offer on the radio. That makes sense because it's all about so, destroying them. Yeah, it's all it's all anti-human. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't imagine they'd like it. But it's funny; it's not even entertaining. They would rather just turn it off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And well, it's a constant reminder of the threat that's like right around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> um, so unfortunately for tabitha (laughs) the broadcasts won't ever be able to reach really outside of this immediate area of people who don't really like it because despite you know originally probably being able to reach much farther you know across the wasteland raul isn't able to fix it to the extent that it goes back to like full capacity basically Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't have the original range. It just reaches people in the Mojave. Those people all hate it. So even if Tabitha could reach thousands of anti-human creatures that want to join up for their cause, she never will. And it's, it's pretty disappointing, at least for her, maybe not, you know, as a human thinking about it, I'm like, Oh, good. Like, (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's probably, (laughs) it's probably good for the humans anywhere nearby. There's not some sort of organized super mutant force forming, uh, that wants to to wipe them all out because that would be extremely dangerous. Can you imagine just, you know, going about your day, like farming potatoes or whatever, Uh and the super mutants just come walking by, they're like moving, they like their luggage with them. They're like, gonna go join my anti-human cults <laughs> walking around <Yeah. laughs> um, no, good. no good all right so if if you want to do the intermission now we can this is all this is all her her backstory yeah so we wanted to cover the backstory before we get into the details of the quest line that takes you as your player character through this section of the game and how you meet tabitha and then the different options and things that can occur while you're getting through it so we'll get to that after the break. Hello there, old chap. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. So this is the part of the show where I get to thank our patrons, all 44 of you guys, for helping to support us. Eleni and I very, very much appreciate it. Thank you so much for your support. This is something that we're able to do because of you and we can't tell you how much that means to us. Um, this is something I do full time now. I'm, I'm still trying to get to the point where I've completely replaced my income um, that I was, you know, what I was making at my regular job. But it is now something that I do regularly. It's something that helps support Lainey as well. And we extremely appreciate it, especially our tier five and tier six patrons who get called out every week because that's one of the bonuses at tier five. Um, we have Pie Man and Devin A., Thank you so much. And especially thank you to Pie Man. Liberty Pie. He is the top tier patron. There's only one slot. Sorry, he has it. You can't sign up. Uh, tier six. You can't sign up at tier six, but you can sign up at any of the other tiers if you're interested in, in helping support the show. We would extremely appreciate you even just going to patreon.com slash followlorecast, taking a look at the different tiers and seeing if there's something that you would like to do to help support us. Um, it's what helps us do this every week. And there are 44 of you guys. I would love to get that number up to 50. And really, it, you can support the show even at $1 a month if there's any of those slots available still where you can get ad-free episodes a day early. And there's lots of other tiers that you can go to that give you all sorts of different rewards, including joining us at the end of the show or at the end of the month on the patron chat show, which 
we talk about all sorts of different kinds of things. So if you want to join us there, you can do that as well. And you can even offer up suggestions for topics for us to cover and for you to chime in on on that episode. So thank you to everybody who helps support the show. You guys are absolutely amazing. All right, let's get on with the rest of the show. If you have any questions about Nuka World, I'd be delighted to answer them. All right, so let's talk about the New Vegas quest line. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Are you still muted? Oh, no. Lainey's face is moving. Oh, there you go. (laughs) I'm back. Okay, so this quest line is just just so much more fun when you know all the backstory mm-hmm. no actually like it's kind of when i oof oof it's hard okay objectively <laughs> Lost so many playing thoughts. these games uh-huh. so many thoughts let's get through them okay objectively when playing this game when i when you learn about someone who i guess you know if you're a human character which you have to be you know as far as fallout games go now um and Tabitha is actively against you or any other creature is actively, you know, would just happily kill you. Mm-hmm. And then you yeah. learn about their backstory. It like is really hard for me to be like, oh, yay, let's talk about killing them. <laughs> like, yeah, it like, makes well, me sad because I'm like, oh. <laughs> once, you, once you humanize a character, it's hard to, I mean, yeah, uh, in one sense, she's bringing a bunch of super mutants together in order to kill humans. And if you're a human, which you are in the game, then you should probably stop her. But at the same time, the more you know about her and you start to feel bad or pity the things that she's had to go through, the more you feel like, okay, well, maybe we should do a little bit more than just shoot her in the head, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so how does how does this crazy, quest crazy, start crazy, out? Crazy. Yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy. It's named after a 1953 uh, song, actually, by the Five Royals called Crazy, 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 which a lot of these... Uh, things are there's a lot of connections between songs especially in new vegas um so how does this start out so when you approach black mountain um i think specifically from a certain direction or if you just happen to go uh towards where this super mutant neil is living yeah there's a there's a main path that kind of leads up into black mountain yeah um, he'll come up to you and he will warn you about Utopitha, which has, at this point has, has fully formed. It is a fully functioning super mutant society. And he warns you that it is strictly anti-human. And if you approach and they see you, they will kill you on sight. Mm-hmm. Which is great. I remember um, this being and- very threatening when, when I uh, ran into it the first time I played New Vegas and thinking like, yeah, I'm not going there yet because it was like the first few times you play a Fallout game, they feel difficult. You're not used to like min-maxing your character. You're not you're not used to like the what the full extent of the world is, the potential for enemies, uh, how to you know, how to even target enemies correctly with vats in order to do the most damage. Like all of that stuff is stuff you learn over time. So I remember thinking, yeah, a bunch of super mutes who want to kill me. I'm not going there. And I avoided this. I actually went back later and did the quest later once I was more familiar with the way the game worked. Yeah, well, not surprised because I mean, you're right. It is scary if you don't know if you don't know what you're going to encounter. And he's like, there's this terrible anti-human place. Let's go to it. Basically, is what he says to you, because he asks you to go and 
end it. He tells you to go kill Tabitha. That's yeah. his request. Yeah. And which is interesting coming from a super mutant. Um, and if you are very polite to him and your speech is over 50, you can ask him to help you, which is so interesting, right? Mm-hmm. You would think, oh, why wouldn't, why wouldn't he want to be a part of this super mutant? Because scheme. they're freaking super mutants <laughs> with giant weapons. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> so, it takes a little convincing. <laughs> <laughs> so, Utobitha, as we mentioned, is constantly guarded. Uh, this is day and night, and they have different different things happening, you know, at different times, different guards. So during mm-hmm. the day, you would just encounter super mutants, um, just kind of around the perimeter. But at night, which... It seems like, ooh, nighttime, like they'll have their guard down. You can sneak in and it might look like there's no one there. But realistically, there are nightkin patrolling the roads that are using stealth boys. Yes. And so you can run into an invisible baddie just out of nowhere, you know? And if you're playing this game, and like you said, if you don't really know how Fallout works and you don't know what to expect and you walk in and you're like, oh, it seems like the coast is clear. And then you get bombarded with invisible nightkin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not ideal <laughs> i'm pretty sure and i I've, i have to think back a decade but i'm pretty sure when i first played through this i tried approaching at night the first time and was just like oh god <laughs> like these invisible super mutants this is bad this is a terrible idea and i kind of noped out of it um yeah <laughs> yeah but i didn't realize until you and i were working on this episode that uh the day night cycle has an effect on which enemies show up i think i just it just kind of thought the second time i approached it was it was just I, I somehow avoided them or something didn't run into them. But the fact that they're not necessarily there unless it's nighttime is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It makes me wonder, like, what other areas are like that? I think there are a I'm lot sure of these things, especially in the Obsidian developed games. They, there's a little bit more oh, of that that goes on. Although um, Bethesda has used this before. I mean, the, there are going all the way back to like Morrowind. There are events and things and characters and movement patterns between places that happen. Uh, this happens a lot in Oblivion as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's some of that in Fallout 3 because that was the same era. I think there's a little bit less of that in Skyrim, although some of that stuff does still occur. Um, you know, I, you know, just like movement of like characters around their cities and things is pretty common in those games. Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. I this is only tangentially related, but I was listening to someone talk about um, specifically like older Elder Scrolls games versus Skyrim, but it makes sense, you know, in this context as well, where because of things like different patterns at different times of day and like the way people interact with each other mm-hmm. and the way that they interact with you, you know, you can be you are you are the dragon board. You can do crazy things, but the guards in Skyrim is still going to spit on your shoes, you know, right. but in, <laughs> right. in like Oblivion or I imagine in more when it's much more, it feels more immersive in that, like the things you are doing affect things and the things that other people are doing affect other things and the day and night affects things, you know, feels more lifelike, which is interesting. Yep. Uh, anyway, so if you decide that you are going to brave Utopitha and mm-hmm. you want to go, you want to go, uh, do some damage you can follow this path that leads you up to this crater that has a satellite dish in it it's like a little dilapidated you know satellite mm-hmm. dish yep. and next to this is a ham radio and you can talk directly to tabitha there i love i, I also um, love that i love that your first communications with her are over radio signal yeah yeah so yeah you can you can talk to her and this is nice because you don't have to deal with uh danger quite yet as long as you can make it there safely 
And depending on your intelligence and speech, you'll have a different, uh, you have a variety of options. There's four options and there actually used to be five in the development of the game, but we're going to talk about that in a second. Um, So you have four options in the game that you can do. And the first one is if your speech is over 75, you can convince Tabitha that the dum-dums are going to take over. And this is the super mutants and she will. uh, The regular super mutants. Regular super mutants um, versus Nightkin, right? Mm-hmm. And she believes that they're they're dumb because they're not as advanced as Nightkin or as her, right? She is in charge. How dare they consider, you know, overthrowing Utobitha? And this creates a civil war between the super mutants and the Nightkin. And this just goes on endlessly. And in the first round, um, if you watch the events pan out, the super mutants win. But then more and more Nightkin come and they just get bombarded and it just keeps going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah so i mean that's that is one option (laughs) you can do that and it's fun to think of all these options as like if you i mean obviously we're telling you them but if you went to into this blind you know just the sheer number of things that could go on here right right (laughs) um and so if you tell Tabitha that you're a big fan of super mutants right maybe you want to like warm her up a little you know be like oh not all humans hashtag not all humans (laughs) 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 she will not like that um you know it makes sense she she gets a little sarcastic with you and she'll send you know nearby guards to come and mess your day up uh Mm -hmm. and if you say nothing to her then she just gets annoyed and stops talking to you um which is nice and then if you have really low intelligence, <laughs> I love you get these. to choose a choice <laughs> that it reads as dumb. What? <laughs> That's the whole choice. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> right. So it's imagine like, you go up to the like, radio. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like, uh, what, hello. <laughs> you're like what? And she's a, she'll just dismiss you as a dumb dumb and disconnect too so you know uh if you play really dumb characters i don't know maybe like your character is really beefy and really stupid we love a good himbo okay if you're playing as a himbo then (laughs) you can also annoy tabitha (laughs) Uh you too can annoy tabitha um and let's talk about the fifth option so this one's fun this is not in the game it did not make it into the game but it was in development Mm -hmm. where uh you can tell her just like the first option that dum-dums are taking over but you can tell her at a lower speech check i believe if if one at all who knows it's not in the game um basically this is reliant on you having discovered from dialogue with neil or dialogue with tabitha herself already that she is paranoid right so you can lean into that and be like oh they are gonna take over like ooh, spooky right um but that's not an option. You know, whatever dialogue would have triggered this in the game, they did not put it in. They don't include it. So it's not there. <laughs> um, but it's fun to think that, like, I don't know, there's just, just this quest in particular has so many different outcomes. And I guess at any of these points, you can just decide you don't want to do it anymore and, like, leave, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you could just, <laughs> you know, leave the quest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's funny. So, like, you could get to, the, to this little ham radio bit and just be like uh you know and just move on um so yeah so this is your first discussion with her and if you decide not to enact a civil war then you can continue the quest and if you survive any super mutants that are still guarding or you know on their way and you decide to infiltrate utopitha then on your way in you are likely to encounter the remains of 
Rhonda, the original Rhonda, good old Mr. Handy Rhonda, good old and Mr. best friend Rhonda, Rhonda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good old Mr. Rhonda, Rhonda Handy. And if your science is at least sixty, you are able to repair her. And this is the only real like good ending to this quest because you can repair Rhonda, and this is enough motivation for Tabitha to go do something else with her life <laughs> because her best friend is back. You know, yeah. Um, Essentially, she was doing this radio show, just kind of filling that void. You know, she she became Rhonda <laughs> and now Rhonda's back. And so things are good again. Um, and so she doesn't even try to kill you, which is just lovely, of course. And you can also go to the prison and free Raul without any negative consequence in this scenario. I think you also get good karma here. I didn't write it down, but I think you get good karma here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think. You and do yeah, yeah. And it means that nothing else that you do in relation to you talk with that really generates any karma and the other scenarios, like different things you do have other, you know, have other results. Um, and so the other alternative to this, uh, and the final way that this can go is that you genuinely just go in, don't fix Rhonda and kill Tabitha. Right. Um, which is what Neil asked you to do in the first place. And if you kill her, then, Utopatha essentially is over and there is no longer a crazy super mutant society in Black Mountain because you dismantled it. Um, and if you're doing that, uh, there's a couple ways that you can go about it. You can go in and find her and fight her if mm-hmm. you'd like. Yeah, I think, also... I think that's what I did the first playthrough. I think I just, you know, butchered everybody, got to her and just killed her without even realizing that, like, there are other variations. And, you know, early on again first few times you play through fall you don't realize all the potential variations of your playthrough yeah yeah so if you go in and you decide to kill ton ton what who is tonda i combined them tonda tabitha tonda <laughs> um, that makes sense i mean so she kind of becomes if you, both so. <laughs> if you go to kill her um but you think a little pit stop in the prison, right? And you want to go free Raul, then this will really, really, really upset her. And she will confront you as soon as like your dialogue ends with Raul, she'll come storming in with some buddies and they're going to take you out. Mm-hmm. And so you have to fight her. And in this situation, she's very angry. There's nothing you can do. You can't talk to her anymore. You have to kill her. She's and beyond so, reason. Yeah. She's hulking yeah. out on you. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there you have it. That is, uh, from beginning to end, that is Tabitha's story. <laughs> That's Tabitha's story, yeah. And, and you know, like I said before, I, I think this is a really cool one. I, I love these Nightkin characters because they are so interesting and complex in ways that we don't really get to see super mutants very often. So I think it's really good. Thanks for that was a wonderful synopsis, Lainey. Thank you for that. Also, yeah, thank you to our new patron. We just had a new patron sign up, um, Anthony H. Thank you, Anthony. That's Thank amazing. You, Anthony. New tier four. <laughs> you get to join us at the end of the month, which is going to be Woo! it's the ninth right now while we're recording this. Um, and we're trying we're trying. We usually we're doing Saturday. Saturdays weren't working for everybody. So I believe we discussed potentially doing this on a Tuesday night at the end of the month, which would be the 27th. But definitely uh, those of you who are patrons or who will be joining us, if you're going, planning to sign up still, um, if you want to get in on that conversation, definitely join the discord. Make sure that your Patreon and your discord are connected so that you can join us in the patron chat rooms and let me know. Let me know if the 27th works out. I would, you know, I, 
we'll try to accommodate everybody. And if somebody can't make it, you're always welcome to send in your thoughts on the topic. And I can plug that into the episode, even if you can't join us live. So it's something I can always attach to the episode. So let us know if uh, Tuesday, the 27th works for you. It would be at 9 p.m. Eastern, which is 6 p.m. Pacific. And we'll just go from there. And also what kind of topics you want to cover. And this is another thing I was thinking about, Lainey, because we've been doing this for a while, um, this whole patron chat thing. But a lot of the people who joined us on some of the earlier episodes um, aren't necessarily part of the uh, patrons that are at that tier anymore. Um, Like things have kind of cycled out. We've got a lot of new people in tier four and higher patron slots. We could cover some of those topics again and get some new people's perspectives on old topics. So don't be afraid to say like, hey, let's talk about companions again, or let's talk about uh, your favorite Fallout game or expectations for future Fallout games. Or, you know, there, there are certain topics that we've already done, but we could totally redo them with new perspectives because I think that's still interesting. And those topics are still uh, juicy just because we covered it once doesn't mean that we've hit all the angles, especially when it came to a chat episode with our patrons. So let us know what you think about that and what topics you guys might want to cover on the future or in the future on the future in the year 2000. That's it's after the year 2000. That was an old Conan O'Brien thing. Do you, do you know about this? Yeah. So, okay. So Conan O'Brien before the year 2000 in the nineties, um, <laughs> had a had a sketch on his show where uh one of the guys in the band would put on like this like black cloak and and then they'd like dim the lights and he'd go in the year 2000 the year 2000 and like or that was, that was terrible <laughs> I, that's about as high as my voice can get um and then conan and their guests would like make predictions about things that would happen in the year 2000 well the sketch went on past the year 2000 for like a number of years every so often it would be like 2004 and he would still do a predictions for the years 2000 sketch which was hilarious to me because it's, it's that's just silly um but yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> so anytime we talk about predictions of the future, I always like to pretend that the year 2000 is still in the future because Conan O'Brien. Thank you, Conan O'Brien. Um, <laughs> uh, Boomer in chat says, I, I really like the favorite random encounter topic. Yeah, that's that was a good one. I enjoyed that as well. Um, Lainey, what else do you have going on before we head out? Anything you want to share? How's how's your new doing other things than the other work that you were doing in life going? Uh, it's good. We finished a project today, which is exciting and was very stressful before it was exciting, of course. So um, I had I had gotten thrown in right at the end of this one. Mm. And we were developing an online course for teachers to learn how to teach a certain um, computer science course to middle schoolers and so really fun i got to edit a lot of videos it's fun you know people talk about me they're like oh yes i'll send that to my editor and i'm like hey, that's me it's really exciting <laughs> um and so, so yeah it's it was fun but i worked for like just so so long and it had to be turned in by 9 a.m this morning so just like lots of like late nights just yeah getting it all Knocking done it you know? yeah um so it was really fun and uh yeah so now that that's over i'm no longer stressed i was very stressed <laughs> before but i'm oh. okay now and um 
<laughs> I got better. Uh, so yeah, and as we talked about at the beginning, my birthday is in four or five days. Yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, Sam in July chat 13th. says uh, stream for your birthday. Well, guess what, Sam? I'm she's gonna, gonna be, gonna out be of town. she's gonna be visiting <laughs> this guy for her birthday. That's true. <laughs> because she loves me the biggest. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry if she doesn't love you as much as she loves me. But I am. We'll do a, a post birthday stream. Twenty one year old Laney graces yeah. the internet for the first yeah. time. Or pre birthday stream. You can stream on like Sunday or something. I got I got plans Sunday through oh, Wednesday. No. Oh, you're so busy. I'm not gonna be home until you yeah, could stream, that, like, you whole... could <laughs> stream from my house. That's true. You could do that. We could have like mobile stream party night or something. We'll we figure it out. A game show. Let's a do it. We can do a birthday show. game show. You it goes do... robots radio hosts. Do they, what do they know? Do they know things? Let's find out. That's how it goes. Okay. <laughs> then, we, then we ask questions and then we find out what the robots radio show hosts know. What goes well with birthday, peanut butter? So I win. Uh, most people will say jelly, but bread is the real answer because uh, bananas, because you can have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or a peanut butter sandwich, but you can't just have a jelly sandwich. Have you had a, you've had a banana dog before, right? No. Yeah. No. No. no, no, but I understand oh. what you're talking about. They're so good, dude. You just put the, you just put the banana and the bread and you put the peanut butter mm -hmm. or, or, you know, vice versa. Mm -hmm. Scrumptious. Scrumptious. Well, happy, happy, <laughs> uh, incoming birthday. What, what things do you want for your birthday? Do you have any, you have any wishes this year? Any, any hopes and dreams? She just wants all of you oh. guys to sign up on Patreon. That's what really what she wants. <laughs> I want to start streaming again. Like I said, post birthday. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We should do we should do a stream and then people can donate for your birthday, or or just like show up and say happy birthday because that's just, nice too. Just you know? show up and say happy birthday. No pressure. Yeah, yeah. yeah but um, but if, they, if people want you, you know, like uh, like you never know. Somebody might try chip in some some bits or something. You you know, people yeah. or they might sub to your channel. That's always fun. That's. That's fun yeah. stuff. They, they, right. they use that, that sweet, sweet Bezos money, which isn't going to be Bezos that's money sweet. anymore because he's that's, retiring. No. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah. So uh, we'll let you know when that's happening and we'll hang out for your birthday. Um, let's see. I have some new shows still. Uh, the Witcher lore cast and WitcherCon is today and tomorrow while we record this, uh, which is awesome. There's season two coming out in December for the show. There's a new Witcher mobile game they talked about. They interviewed um, a lot of the stars from the, the TV show, some of the developers and the showrunner did a quiz. And a lot of this stuff is going to happen tomorrow as well. And if you miss it live, you can probably always go back to their YouTube channel and check out that stuff. So if you're into The Witcher, that stuff's going on. And we also have been doing The Witcher Lorecast on Monday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern live or, of course, on whatever podcatcher you want. And so if you're into The Witcher, then go check that out. Uh, so Thana Toasted, so Toasty and I have been doing that together. And then also we've been doing the Xbox Game Pass show on Monday nights after The Witcher Lorecast at 1030 Eastern. And um, we have the Xbox Game Pass gang, which is kind of like our little little fun little group, little group. There's like 19 of us already that are in there and there's a group on the discord. You don't have to have Xbox Game Pass. You're welcome to join as long as you want to play games with us. You're welcome to join it. 
just share your gamer tag, tell us what platform you're on, and then just tune into that channel on the Discord for any time. Most nights people are saying, hey, I'm going to be playing DayZ tonight, or I'm going to be playing Red Dead Online, or GTA, or Minecraft, or whatever. I don't I don't know if anybody's played Minecraft yet, but we've been playing lots of different stuff. So even if you have those games, you can still play with us, even if you don't have Game Pass. So Game Pass game, 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 the words don't work, and that's what's going on. And uh, yeah, there you go. Jafafa Bezos? I don't know. I don't think that's a thing. Um, yeah. Also, there was the big update to Fallout 76. Um, we got Steel Rain. So that is there. So if you have 76 or haven't jumped in yet, now is a wonderful time. Lots of big updates, lots of new content, the ability to customize your legendary weapons, to add legendary perks to um, power armor, it's a bunch of cool stuff in there. Go check that stuff out as well. And I think that's it, Lainey. I think we're done. Whoa. Hmm. Hmm. Snarf the Sith This is my last episode. LMAO, I'm in my 40s and I finally joined a gang. Yeah, me too, Snarf. Me too. Um, (laughs) This is my last episode as a 20-year-old. Oh, no. And then you're going to be half my age. Oh, no. Wah. Wah. (laughs) You're so old. All right. Well, happy birthday again. And thank you, everybody, for joining us live on the show and everybody for listening and stay safe out there. We will see you again next time. And if you do get a disassociative personality, make sure that you do start a radio show because it might be a benefit. So. All right, guys. See you all later. Have a good one. plug into everything else we're doing, check out robotsradio.net. Also, look up the Robots Radio YouTube for videos about Fallout and other things. And check us out on Twitter, twitter.com slash robotsradio. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. I forgot to mention the uh, Dungeons & Dragons monthly live play game that we play with our patrons is tonight as well at 9 p.m. Eastern. So if you're looking for something to tune into tonight, you can check out our our live play. Uh, Stuart is an awesome DM. He, he runs a great campaign. We're about three episodes in. It's not too late for you to join in and just kind of catch up on what's going on. And uh, yes, people want to watch the naked wizard. So my character's the naked wizard. He's a bard. He's not a wizard, but he calls himself the naked wizard. Uh, he's not even a wizard. I know. That's why it's funny. Toasty, it's funny. Listen, just because you don't have a sense of humor, <laughs> he's like, screw oh, you. No. Screw you. I'm not doing the Witcher lore cast anymore. No, Toast- Toasty understands. I'm joking. Right? <laughs> just like, look at the camera. Watch out, Toasty. <laughs> right, Toasty? Right? <laughs> That's a boomer sense of humor, though. I'm not a. Oh, I'm, the, for, I'm so not a boomer. What are you even no, talking yeah, about? No, he's not a boomer. I am. I am on the cusp between uh, Gen X and Millennial. I am like, I'm on that cusp. I'm right there. Had I been born five months earlier, I'd be a Millennial. Or later, five months. No, seven months later, I'd be a Millennial. That's it. Boomer. That's funny because I'm on like humor. the end of it. Wait, you and I are on opposite ends of the millennial spectrum. Yep. Yep. That's crazy, huh? Weird. Yeah. That's strange. Yeah. I'm technically a, a Gen X. Um, and there's uh, some people say that there's like four or five years there at the end of Gen X, which is kind of like 
this transition period where like I don't have a whole lot in common with Gen X people who are a few years older than I am. Like to me, they feel like their mentality and this is, of course, very generally speaking, but there, there's there's something about when the Internet came about and the things, the changes in the early 90s as teenagers that I share more with millennials than I do the people who are older than me. Because I had internet as a teenager, like that was a thing that existed by the time I left high school and uh, the internet existed well before that, but it was something I had access to and was plugging into. I had access to technology from a very early age. Um, so I, I skew younger in the way that those things have affected me personality wise. That's funny. Cause I skew older for the same reasons. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we're probably, so weird. <laughs> we're probably more similar because of those reasons. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's funny. Wait, yeah. how old is toasty? Toasty's like seven. <laughs> Just kidding. Toasty. Seven. No, 24. Okay. <laughs> you're younger than my roommate. <laughs> 71. Rip. Wait, no, you're the same age as my, my fiance. What? what? Why was my first thought you're younger than my roommate? <laughs> because uh, your roommate is male like toasty is. yes that's yes why. confirmed yes the more you know <laughs> what you're like is done all the hype yeah. from WitcherCon is out doesn't matter doesn't matter if we're gonna have an awesome season two or have cool new games to play screw it we're done doesn't matter if we showed up in the almost the top 100 podcasts for games this week we're at like Currently, we were at like, let me look at this again. We're 103, which is crazy. So Fallout, this show regularly shows up in the top 100. And sometimes I think the highest we've ever been is like eight or something. But we're regularly in that 100 to 25 range. Um, and it changes every day. It's it's one of those things that fluctuates. But the Witcher lore cast, which is still like new and growing, like we don't have a ton of downloads, but for some reason, the way their algorithm works and maybe it has to do with like trajectory or something. I don't know how it works. Um, charts, the Witcher Lorecast at, I'm pulling it up right now. And this website is slow and it's still slow. And I have to go to another page. Uh, we're at 134 right now. Let me see. What did we track at previously this last week? All right. So we topped, Oh, we topped out at 92. So we were up at 92. Okay, so we did get Sweet. even higher. We were at 101. That's the the one I saw recently, and then good job. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I apologize for the late notice. <laughs> hey man, screw you too. Uh, thanks for following Zane. Um, <laughs> I think that's gonna be my new persona is that I'm just grumpy at everything. Hmm. You saw this when there's only one episode. You. Yeah, that's true. That doesn't see me. All right. Well, I'm going to I'm going to head out. I'm going to get ready for uh, Dungeons and Dragons later. I hope you guys decide to come join us and hang out. Um, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Lainey, have a good rest of your weekend and we'll see you very soon. Enjoy your birthday stuff. Thanks. Bye, everybody. See you later. You're listening to Radio Free Utopia. See ya. Bye, everyone.